Shulchan Arachanav, we are in Simen Tafkuv Peivav. We're going to go over to Halacha Yud Gimel, section 586. We're going to the 13th Halacha, which discusses the minimum measure for a shafer. Let's say a shafer was long, and then it was shortened. But the minimum required measure remained. Kasher, it's valid. What is the minimum measure of a shafer? As we mentioned in the previous shurim, the answer is tefach, a hand breadth, which is eight centimeters, a little bit over three inches, according to shiure toida. So that when the person sounding the shafer holds it in his hand, in other words, covering the width of four medium sized fingers, the shafer will still be visible from either side of his hand because a tefach is dalad at spice kudalin. A hand breath is equal to four thumb breaths. Now, since four thumb breaths exceeds the width of four other fingers, the shafer will be visible from either side of the hand. This minimum length is required so that no one will say that this, the person that is sounding the shafer is blowing into his hand. Even if the person that is sounding the shafer is very large and the shafer cannot be seen outside his hand, the shafer does not have to be larger than the tefach, the hand breath, of Adam Beinoyne, ordinary person. In other words, four thumb breaths. One, measure, one measures at the wide part of the thumb, as mentioned in Simen Yud Aleph, section 11, there in Allah Hay. This applies wherever the term finger breath at spice is mentioned in Taita law. Allah Yudalid 14. Let's say a person files a shoifer, whether from the inside or from the outside, until he makes it very thin, like parchment. It's still valid, it's still kosher. Although this is not exactly the way a ram carries it on on its head, since the shofar is now much thinner, still, since this is the manner in which it grows on the ram's head, it's still called the way it carries it, the verse excludes only a situation where one reverses the shape of the shofar, changing it from the way it grows on the ram's head. Halacha Tezvav 15. Let's say somebody extracted the solid protrusion from the horn of the shafer and turned it into a shafer. So for example, by making a hole through it, it's not valid. It's not kosher because the term shafer comes from shvoiferes, meaning tube, which signifies only something that is hollow by nature. And since the protrusion inside the shafer is not naturally hollow, it is not called a shafer. If by contrast, one did not extract the protrusion from the horn of the shafer, but simply made a hole through it, so then it is kosher, it is valid. Indeed, this may be done even as an initial option, even though this perforated protrusion intervenes between the current of air that produces the sound and the entity that is naturally hollow and is therefore called a shafer, this is immaterial, an intervening layer is not considered as intercepting. If it's made of the same type of substance. In other words, the perforated protrusion is not considered as intervening between the current of air and the outer shell that constitutes the actual shafer, for both the shafer and the protrusion that fills it are basically part of the same entity. And therefore, it is as if there was no protrusion at all, 
Zachrus Klau. Halacha Tezayin 16. Tzarech Shalayi Shum Hefzik Bein Pi Atake Allah Shoifer. Nothing may intervene between the mouth of the person sounding the shafer and the shafer. And we should point out that in this context, a substance as well as a space can equally constitute a hefsik and intervention. Okay, so there, for this reason, a person is not allowed to add an extraneous mouthpiece onto a shafer because there cannot be something that is a hefsik that is intervening between the mouth of the person blowing the shofar and the shofar. And therefore, the shofar is invalid. It is no good if the mouth, if the place that the mouth touches was coated with gold foil as an adornment, or even if the coating extended along the length of the shofar and reached that end. Because the person sounding it will place its rim in his mouth and his lip will cover it. The gold will thus intervene between his lip and the shofar. If, however, the coating is distant from the mouth and the person sounding the sh- uh, and the, of the person sounding the shofar, so then the shofar is valid. When does this apply? When the sound of the shofar wasn't changed by the coating, or even if one does not know whether it has changed, for a thin coating will presumably not change the sound. But if one knows that the coating has caused even a minor change, the shofar is invalid because when it is now heard, it's not the sound of the shofar alone. But the sound of the shofar combined with the sound from another source, namely the hainu hatzipoy, the coding. This concludes halacha tezayin and tereshir.